The Beat Church, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Man, I want to thank the praise team. What a powerful, what a powerful to worship God. You know, I, I don't know about you. I know I can't sing, but man, when I, I love to worship and praise his name. He, he, he is so good to us, and he's such a blessing to us. And uh, I just always get into the praise and worship, especially when I know, especially when I know the songs. When those new ones that come in, you know, I get to learn them, and then you get to rub in. It's like, it's like a steak. You you put your you get a piece of steak, but you don't just take one bite and swallow it. You take that steak and you chew it. Oh man, that tastes good. Mmm, mmm, juicy steaks, you know. You're hungry, you just chew it and enjoy the juice and that steak. Listen, when you worship God, enjoy the presence. Enjoy that when you are worshiping. You don't just want to say, praise the Lord. I played that song. Okay, I'll listen to the rest of the songs. No, you enjoy it. You get excited. And, and, and his presence is, in his presence, there is fullness of what? Joy. Amen. Thank you again. Uh, I love Pastor Andy. He's been so good to me. You know, when I came, I was going, man, what am I going to do now? That's it. I'm not going to preach anymore. And this whole year, I took a whole year off, just come and sit and listen to Pastor, whatever he needed. You know, just want to be a blessing to the body of Christ. And, and uh, I get excited to share the word. So I pray that you be blessed. Feel like God is so good. And he's even, he's even helping me preach in other places. Thank you so much, Pastor. you got a wonderful pastor here. He loves you guys, and he cares about what this church is all about. That's what I was. And, and so it's exciting to be a part of this. Pastor, it's February. Art, can you sh- We're going to talk about love. Yeah, what do I know about love? <laughs> you know, but... It's the love month. It's February. You know, everybody, Valentine's Day. Man, if you haven't got your Valentine card, get something. But I love. What kind of love is this? What, what kind of love are we talking about? And as I was meditating, I'm glad he gave me this thing. Okay, Lord, I'm going to talk about love. But I don't want to talk about my kind of love. Because my kind of love runs out. My kind of love gets mad sometimes. But, and as I was meditating on this God kind of love, so many things came to my mind. You know, when you think about love, think about, I was thinking, man, I love my wife. First thing, I love you, babe. She smiled. Glory. But when you think of love, what do you love? I love my wife. I love my children. I love my family. I love, listen, I love chocolate moltens. From Chili's. 
those, man, those are awesome. You know, I, I, I love my job. Listen, I still love the Dallas Cowboys. They're not in the Super Bowl this year, but I love the Cowboys. And so there's many different levels of love. When you say love, there's so many different levels of love that we can, we love. Because you use that word so plainly sometimes that sometimes it doesn't have the impact that you want it to have when you say, I love you. And so uh, the world, it, it, they're looking for this love. And I was thinking about these love things, you know, God, Jesus giving his life for me. Holy Spirit pouring his love over me. God sending his son to die for me. And so we think of these loves that, uh, that touch our hearts. I was thinking about some of the loves. And how many of you know music has some influence? Music can touch you. You know, some of these songs that they were singing. But just like these songs that we sing that maybe touch our hearts or impact us, there's music in the world. That I used to listen to, and maybe I'm giving my age when I was thinking about some of these songs that have love in it. The Beatles wrote a song called, All You Need Is Love. Love. All you need is love. I can't sing it, but hey, I used to, that, that song was powerful. It was impacting. Another song I was thinking about, and maybe I'm giving my age away. Some of you young people probably don't know some of these songs of love, but Whitney Houston sang a song, I Will always love you. And there was another one she's saying, higher love. And I, another one here, and a foreigner, if you like rock. I remember rock. I remember singing this song. I want to know what love is. I want to know. And, and check this out. These are songs that were impacting, there were hits. It was touching a chord in the hearts of the world. And people were buying, people are listening. Back then we had cassette tapes. Do you guys know what cassette tapes are? Man, I remember the days of eight track tapes. Now that's old. But you would get those songs and you would just play it over and over and over because it was touching. It was ringing a chord. And the world is looking for this love that we, you and I, have found this true love, this supernatural love, this love that I believe it's called agape love, unconditional love that I found in him that the world thinks it's this stuff. Everybody needs to have somebody to love. But when you find when God touches your heart, I had that, that love moment when uh, I was at a Long John Silver's. You probably already heard this story, some of you. I found this God kind of love. I was coming out of a club, and I went to a Long John Silver's, and I was, I was having my shrimp platter with the extra crispies and, and putting that malt liquor on that thing. Vinegar, not malt liquor. Vinegar. <laughs> That's out. Malt liquor's out. But I put that vinegar in, and, and it was, I loved shrimp platters. But I remember there's a young guy came in there and just excited about Jesus. And he started talking about God. And it's at a Long John Silver's. It wasn't at church. And I'm coming, it's a Friday night. And he is so in love with God. And it's Friday night. He ruined my Friday night. 
And I, I said, man, this guy's crazy. And I was raised to go to church every Sunday. And I remember I, I, I had to finish my Krispies, couldn't even enjoy it. I said, man, this guy's crazy. And I'm walking out the door, and like something says, man, look at how much he loves God. And you love him on Sunday. And I just walk on, I said, man. Because, see, we have that void in our hearts. We have that, that, that void, that true love, this unconditional. What caused him to change? And at that moment, when I went back, I said, man, why are, you, why are you talking about Jesus right now? It's Friday night. He goes, man, I gave him an open door. Why are you so excited about God today? I'm going to church on Sunday. And he just let me have. Man, he changed my life. He set me free. Man, I go, well, I never killed anybody. I never did drugs. I'm a good person. You know what? I miss the mark. I'm not that perfect, but I miss it. But I go to church every Sunday. He goes, well, let me ask you this. If you were to die tonight, would you go to heaven? <sighs> just, you know, I'm just coming from the girlfriend's house. I'm just doing some things I shouldn't be doing. But would you go to heaven? I go, man, I don't know. He goes, well, do you want to? Who doesn't want to go to heaven? I said, well, I do. He goes, well, he goes, don't you know? And he gave me a scripture. And at that moment, God had been tugging my heart. At that moment, I remember I got down on my knees at a long John Silver's. I didn't care. I was having this God moment. I was having this, uh, finding this God kind of love that came in and he says, God loves you and he died for you. At that moment, I asked Jesus to come into my heart and, and he filled me up, filled me up with this love. And, and this love that I found, it broke some chains that I had of unforgiveness right there. I didn't even know it. It broke some chains of unforgiveness. It broke some bondages. It broke some hurts that I had in my life. It hurt. It broke some pain. Being, being, uh, being raised with a single mom, being raised and being upset and angry at my dad because I did not know who my dad was. And at that moment, I didn't understand it, but I asked Jesus, see, and listen, you can lie to the pastor. You can lie to your mom, you can lie to your dad, you can, but you can't lie to God. You can put a phrase in front, say, hey, praise the Lord, Pastor, I'm here at church. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. And knowing, knowing that you're hurting, knowing that there's some pain, somebody did you wrong, something happened at work, something happened at school, and you're hurting, but you're at church, and we all put this face up, praise the Lord. Isn't that the way you're supposed to be? When we come to church, we, we speak Christianese. Praise the Lord. Glory to God, brother. God bless you. Thank you, brother. But you're hurting it. And so we're afraid to really share this. But listen, when God came into my heart, he touched me. He set me free. I remember, man, I just wanted to know more about this kind of love. What is this love that will set you free from sin? What is this love that will break bondages in your life? What is this love that heals the brokenhearted? What is this love that can save you from hell? And if you don't believe in hell, I pray you're right. I'm not going to argue with you. Because I didn't know, well, man, we're in hell right now. I feel like sometimes I'm living hell. 
living this thing. Sometimes the things, why does this happen to me? Why am I going through this? What's the struggle and the pain? Why? Man, I feel like, man, if this is bad, this is, seems like hell. But God began to explain, listen, how do you explain what you have? How do you explain this kind of love? That you receive from God. How do you explain it to others? How do you tell others what you receive? Why do you come to church? Why do you, why do, you do the things you do? What's, what's causing you to act differently, to, to, to love? And God was showing me, I was reading the Gospels, I said, what scripture can I get when I pray? And, and, and I was looking at this and I noticed that in, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke have parables. They, they have the parables, but John doesn't have any parables. If you go to the Gospel of John, there's no parables. And I said, Lord, well, you know what? John heard the same parables that Matthew heard. Mark listened to those same parables. Luke listened to all of them, listened to all the parables, but John didn't even write about them. Well, maybe Matthew didn't write the same parables that Mark did in his or Luke wrote in his. Everybody heard it and they got a perspective of what Jesus was trying to say through the parables and go, it was giving an insight about these parables. Have you ever read the parables and go, what does that mean? What's he trying to say? And we, we got to read it, and we got to, God's got some insight in this. And, and, and he says that the hearing may hear and not see. And, and, and you're trying to learn these parables. And I remember when I first started reading the Bible, man, what is this? And I was asking, Lord, well, how come John? Why didn't John write parables in his gospel? Now, I don't know, but I, I feel like, like God spoke, the Holy Spirit spoke to me deep in my spirit. And he says, See, John wrote about love. If you look in the book of John, I noticed and I went over that in Matthew, he mentions love 11 times. In the book of Mark, he mentions love five times. You know who Mark? Mark was more of a physician. As a doctor, what does love got to do with it? But Luke wrote it 12 times. He mentions love in the book of Luke 12 times. And he says, look at John. Start reading John. John writes and mentions love 39 times. I may be off. You guys can check me. But 39 times, if you go to the gospel of John, it is written. John writes about love and mentions it 39 times times well i said and you know if if you look again and we'll go through that scripture john also says that god is what god what is love love. and if you look and then i i just went in and i was noticing that in in verse 12 of john chapter 1 verse 12 it says that it says that He gave the power to those who believe, gave the power to become children of what? God. That he's given us the right. He's given us power. Everybody say power. You've got power. Love is 
power. Love never fails. Love is power to break chains, to, to change your life, to live victorious, to live blessed, to live in abundance. Jesus says, I came to give you life and life more abundance. So love is power. And it says that he be, they gave the right to become children of God. Now, if God is love, he's given us the right and the power to become children of, if God is love, just put love there. So he's, we become love. As we get to walk with God, he is love. He is all about love. He, his love is powerful. But when you believe that Jesus rose from the dead and you believe that he lives in the inside of you and you believe he's not dead but he's alive and he wants to work through you and live through you and speak through you, then you believe this love that he is, you become. You become love. What causes us to do what we do? We become love. And so I've been serving the Lord a long time. This year, I was looking at, I was counting, this year is going to be 40 years. I'm only going to be 40 years old. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Wow, 40 years. I've been serving the Lord a long time. And, I, and I've seen how God has always taken care of me. Even, listen guys, in these 40 years, I've never made any mistakes. I've never missed the mark. No. This is, this is what I, I see. Even with all my mistakes and my shortcomings as a Christian, God still loves me. And sometimes as a pastor, oh, they hold you to a higher standard. People got mad at me, laugh, get upset. I can't believe pastor did that. I can't. Man, they think pastor's supposed to be perfect. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> We're not. But stop looking at what we see start looking at their hearts like God looked at the heart of David. I know he loves God. And he wants God to move in this place. And so growing in him, I feel his love more and more. It doesn't, it, it doesn't compare. Listen, since I started serving God, I've never turned back. I've fallen. I've gotten muddy. I've gotten dirty. I've gotten, God has always picked me up. And I keep serving him with all that I can. And I feel like since I first started serving God 40 years now, I think I love God a little bit more. I think I've grown in my love with God and understand how much I love God. And I feel, man, Lord, I really love it. Look at now I'm doing this and, or that. And you feel like, man, I don't do this anymore. And, and then God showed me, hey, that's great. And then he shows me how much he's loved me. Before I even was a Christian, he's loved me. And, and I see, and it doesn't, and I start to recognize how little I really love him. How I go, man, it doesn't compare to how much God really loves us. And in my 40 years, I begin to see the closer I get with him, the closer I see him, the more that I understand about he's going to take care of me. Instead of having my little pity party because of what's happened, 
He's going to take care of me. I'm going to continue to praise him, count it all joy when things don't go so good. Yeah, when that first started, I would say, praise the Lord. But as I grew in him, well, Lord, I don't like this. Man, this doesn't look good. It looks like, but Lord, you help me over there. Like David said, you help me with the lion. You help me with the bear. And now you're helping me over here with Goliath. What Goliath is attacking you today? What has hindered you or holding you down thinking, oh, man, I'm not good enough? What Goliath is keeping you from understanding that God still loves you and his plan is not going to change? Because he's going to finish what he started in you. And as you grow, you say, well, Lord, my flesh doesn't want to do this, but praise the Lord. Glory to God. I love you, Lord. Man, but this stuff is bad. You don't understand. I love you, Lord. And after about 30 minutes into that, God starts showing up. And he starts touching me. He starts, hey, son, you're doing good. This is, I want you to trust me. Stop it. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to add and put your little thing in it. Just do what you're doing right now. And I start, and he starts touching me. He starts loving me. And he starts giving me insight. And I feel his presence. And I feel him just, just telling me how proud he is of me. I said, Lord, you're proud of me? I'm not even proud of me. He says, but you're my son. You're my son. And you're better than that. That's not how my son should act. Now get up and let's walk this thing out. Yeah, and, and that's what I started doing with my daughters. You're, you're God. You're a woman of God. You're better than that. Now, come on. Get up. And encourage them. Now, look. I'm going to give you some scriptures. Psalms 37, 24. God took me to this. He said in Psalms 37, now, uh, David wrote this. I love David. The Bible says he had a heart after God. 37, verse 24 to 26. It says, though he fall... He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds them with his hand. I've been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants, nor his children, or his children's children, his descendants begging bread. Verse 26, he is ever merciful and lends And watch this. This is what got me. And his children or descendants are blessed. All of us want our children to be blessed. All of us want our children to do have better than what we had. Trust me. I didn't have nothing. Jenny, you have a lot. But I want them to understand how that happens. How do you explain this kind of love? That this kind of love will not fail you. This kind of love, even when you mess up, is going to pick you up. Because he says here, look, he says, even though you fall, even though you mess up, some of you kids, some of you adults, even when we mess up, even when we fall, he says, watch this. He shall not let you stay down. He's going to hold you with his hand. Listen, as long as you stay in his hand, nothing 
can pluck you out of the hand of God. Once he holds you and you just decide to stay there, listen, you can decide to leave, but he's not going to let you go when you fall, when you mess up. When you don't do the right thing, he's there and he's going to continue because, listen, and he calls you righteous. Wait a minute. Righteous? What do you mean? Because God sees the end. From the beginning, he sees who you are. At the end, he sees the finished product. He says a righteous man will fall how many times? Seven times, but every time he gets up, just get up. You don't feel like coming to church? Just come to church. You don't feel like serving? Just serve. You don't feel like giving? Just give. Just do because it's this love. And how do you get there? How do you get there? And you start seeing these things. He says, look at this is, this is descendants. I've never seen my descendants. I'm young and I am old. Listen, I've been serving God for 40 years. And he's always, always provided. And he's blessed my children. And, and this got me. He says, his descendants are blessed. Your children are blessed. This kind of love never gives up on us. Though we fall, he holds us with his hand. This kind of love, even when you miss the mark, God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but I'll be with you always, even to the end of time. Psalm 105, verse 7. Look at how long he, he loves this. Watch this. Not only is he not going to let you go, he says in verse 7, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all, and just, just in Round Rock? Just in, in, in Austin? Or just in Texas? No, it says in all the earth. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for how many generations? A thousand generations. The covenant which he made to Abraham and his oath to Isaac. The promises that God made to Abraham to a thousand generations, he's made to you. The promise that he made to Isaac, you have become a spiritual Israel. You are now a, been adopted. You are a child of God. And the promise he made back then, he's made to you today. He says, blessed are you. He says, those that bless you, I will bless. Those that curse you, I will curse. I will bless you. And people will know this. Why? Because you're my son. You're my daughter. God's word is still working today. And when God starts, God finishes. In Corinthians, he says, my promises are yes and amen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. God's word is, it's, it's going to do it. Even if you don't think it's, it's going to do it. And then 1 John 4, 7, 9. Now, when I got saved, I learned a song, and that's how I remembered the scripture. How you remember scripture. Sometimes it's nice to put them in a song. Now, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it first. Look what it says. Beloved calls you love. He, he loves you. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is what? 
So let me see if I can sing this song to you guys. Don't laugh. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and he that is born of God. Let me try again. For love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. God is God is love. And I would sing those songs when I would feel bad. I would sing those songs. I got to, if I don't love this person that's sitting next to me, something's wrong with me. If that person that I work with has been giving me a hard time and I hate her and I don't like her or I don't like him, something is wrong with me because if I love it not God or if I love it not, I really don't know God. Well, how do, Lord, how can I love that person? Look at, can you see what they're doing to me? I remember my boss. I was working as a manager and he was my supervisor. And uh, when I was there, I just remember they started giving commission, bonus checks. Bonus checks, Annie. Praise God. You get a little extra money, you see, hallelujah. And they started giving these checks. But what was happening is the supervisor was writing down that I didn't make that sale and taking my commission. And I said, hey, man, I didn't get commission this time. What's going on? Oh, it didn't, it didn't come in. It's not, maybe it'll come in later. No, it's not working. They're, they're just changing the commission rate. I wanted to go straight and tell his boss, you know, oh, man, I, this is not right. He's cheating. That's mine. I know I've been tracking it. You know, if you're going to get some extra cash, you're going to track it, right? What if you didn't get commission on that sale of house you did? What would you do? Who did not give me? What? I'm not going to work for this company stealing my commission. So I went, and I was, I was mad, and I was going, love. Love. I do love him. I love him so much, I'm going to tell on him. He goes, you want, to handle, you want to handle it your way? Or you want to handle it my way? But, you know, handling it God's way, it hurts this. It hurts your flesh. Like, what do you mean, God? What do you mean handling you? I'm handling it your way. I'm, I could have got mad. I could have punched him. I could have done something. He says, son, you need to love him. He doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't. How are you going to show him to be a Christian because you get all mad? And we were fighting. And he says, and you're a Christian. Remember, this is a while back. Probably even done it now. But I remember, okay, God, what do you want me to do? He goes, I want you to take him to lunch. What? He's taking my commission, man. It's costing me my lunch and my commission. And I want you to pray for him. So for two weeks, I fought this. I didn't just say, okay, that's what God said. I'm going to do it. I had to pray, and I had to say, God, I would do it. Sing this song, beloved, let us love one another, except for that man, Lord, I love everyone. And God says, son, I want to see this. Does this work? Do you really believe this? Do you want to see supernatural things in your life? Do you want to see my power work? Are you going to do this? But Lord, it's just, 
How? So after two weeks, just remember, hey, Dan, what are you doing? Let's go to lunch. He was surprised. I go, let's just put this, forget it, man. Don't worry about it. And he told me that he, he likes these, he liked these candies. A Rolo, does anybody know what the Rolos are? They got that chocolate with caramel in the middle. Mm, that was my favorite. I go, now you want me to buy him candy. And he says, I want you to pray over that candy. Because I, I remember seeing um, uh, a lady that she, they wouldn't let her uh, bring a, a Bible into where she was at. And so the God told her, just give them candies and pray over and let her eat it. She did it, and, and God set her free. So when I was praying, I said, Lord, he goes, give him the candy. He'll eat it and pray the blood of Jesus over it. That it will break that strong or whatever it is, but you need to show him my love. So I did that. So we go to lunch. We're sitting there. I said, hey, you mind if I pray? And he's kind of like, well, this guy's been yelling at me for the last two weeks. You want to pray? I go, yeah, I want to pray over our lunch because I don't know who cooked it over there. I want to make sure it's okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So we prayed over it, and I, and I prayed over him. Lord, just thank you that, we're, that you're just working in us, and I bless him today. Now, now you know, this didn't feel good, guys. But I, I want to believe God. I want his word to work in my life. So we're praying over in this and that, and we had a good time. We were calm. We, we didn't argue, and I didn't say nothing about, about all the money he's been stealing for me from me. We're, we're, we're going back to the shop. We're driving together, and I go, here, look, here's dessert. God told me to give you this. And, you know, they already know because I'm a Christian. God told me to do this. God told me to do that. And they just, after a while, first, what? God told you what? Now they just knew, oh, God told you, okay. So I gave it to him. After that, nothing happened. I still didn't get my checks. My checks weren't coming in. They were still stealing. Hey, God, que pasó? I did what you said. He goes, just, just praise him. I was just praising him. So after, after nothing happens, guys, like a kid, you just forget about it. Just leave it to God. Just leave it alone. And I just started going. And it, I don't know. It had been maybe three weeks. No, it was probably three months. Three months go by. I'm coming to work. And just, I was in peace. I was in joy. You know, when you get up in the morning, I would sing to the Lord every morning. I would get in my word. Forget about anything. God comes first. Every time I go and get my hands on the steering wheel, I go, Lord, divine connections, divine appointments. I got to sell something today. Lord, I thank you that everything I put my hands to, you cause to prosper. I'm blessed going in and blessed going out. Favor today. And man, I would get, that's the way I did everything. I'm not a good salesman. But he is. Divine connections, divine appointments. And I'm coming in, getting ready to go to work. Coming in, he's coming out with a big box. He's coming out with this big box. He goes, hey, what's up? I go, what's going on, Dad? Oh, man. He goes, you're the better guy. I told him. What? I need to talk to you. Okay. Went in his car, put everything, came back out. He goes, hey, man, they let me go. What? They let me go. Because he wasn't just stealing from me. He was doing some other 
things that shyster thinks. God exposed it without me even having to say it. And he goes, hey, man, they, they let me go, but I just want to let you know, man, I don't know what you did with this God thing or whatever, but you're the better guy. They asked me who, if, if I could take over his position, if I was capable. He could have said, no, I don't like that guy. He said, yeah, you need to put art there. Let him have that position. So anyways, long story short, he thanked me. I prayed over him, and I got that position Paid double, paid more, and then I got my commission plus the commission he was getting. It was, a, it was an increase, and then I was like, ooh, glory to God. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. He goes, see, son, see how I, how I work? You could have done it your way. You would have probably got your commission, but now you got a promotion and your commission and some extra commission. See, when you trust me and you do what I say, love always wins it doesn't feel good at the time you struggle but it works because it's the word of god heaven and earth will pass away but the word will never pass away and 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 you know what the next time it got easier the next time it got easier and this gets easier and easier because you're growing in love now it verse look at verse uh, nine in this, in this, the love of God was manifested. The love of God, another word for manifest is God's love was displayed or it was expressed or it was demonstrated. Toward who? Toward us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. That as we are living through him, God's love is being manifested or his power is being manifested through us. Because who lives in you? Here's another scripture. Galatians 5, 6. Part B, but we can go 5 and 6. Just five. I mean, I'm sorry. Galatians 5, chapter 5, verse 6. It says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision availeth anything. But this is the part I want to focus on. It says, But faith. Everybody say faith. It says, Faith working through love. Faith works how? Through love. Faith, see, and it says, and the Bible says in Hebrews is without faith, it's impossible to what? Please God. And as I was watching this and I was meditating on this, he says, you know how faith works, son? Faith works by your love actions. Faith works by doing what I would do. And you know, could you imagine when they talked about Jesus? When they ridiculed him? When they mocked him? Could you imagine when Jesus was up on display and everybody was talking about it? And he could have he said something. He could have got mad. He says, well, you guys don't even know who I am. It's, he didn't say a word. Could you imagine when they whipped him? Could you imagine when they plucked his beard out? Didn't say a word. He could have he called angels if he wanted to. But he says, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm going to let the power, I'm going to let love sh- show up. Because that power, when they think they're killing me, I'm going to resurrect. 
And when the world thinks they're killing you, when the world thinks, man, I got you, and the world's telling you, look, you just don't say nothing. Don't try to defend yourself. Let me defend you, says God. Said, but Lord, I've seen it. And, and he gave me an analogy. I'm, I'm not a farmer. I don't claim to be a farmer. I don't have a green thumb. But incorruptible seed. He says that he's incorruptible. You know what incorruptible means? It doesn't, it doesn't fade away. It doesn't go away. It's incorruptible seed. That's Jesus. He's incorruptible seed. And he says that seed that you've accepted into your heart is incorruptible. That seed is love. So that's why when you have this seed, if you've accepted Jesus in your heart, if you've got Jesus in your heart, maybe your love isn't shining like it should shine because mine didn't shine at the beginning. But if you'll just water that seed, if you just continue to water that seed, it's going to grow. It'll just grow. And he was showing me, if you water that seed, a roast bush seed, and you just keep watering it, what's going to grow? Roses. But you got to water. If you, if you water plants of flowers, you're going to get that plant of flowers. If you water uh, apple seed, you're not going to get pears. You're going to get apples. And as you water uh, a tomato seed, you're going to get tomatoes. How many of you like tomatoes? Is it just me? Man, I love tomatoes. Mm. Love tomatoes. Just kind of put some salt in and just... I don't think you'd do that with it. Maybe, maybe somebody does it with a lemon. Oh, you can take lemon, put salt in it. I've seen people <laughs> make some faces. But, and when you plant, watch this. He says, when you plant that tomato seed, one seed, and you water it, and you water it, and you water it, you don't just get one tomato. You get a bunch of tomatoes. So when you're watering that incorruptible seed that lives on the inside of you, when you're watering it with prayer, just coming today, you guys are watering your seed. Maybe you didn't feel like coming today. God's watering your seed. Maybe when you worship this morning, you're watering your seed. Maybe you didn't feel like worshiping, but you still worship. You're watering your seed. When you read the word, you're watering your seed. When you just do things that you don't want to do, you just, Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I don't do. See, man, sometimes I don't want to go to church. Sometimes I don't want to do this. Sometimes I don't want to read the word. And I used to use it the other way. I don't want to go to church. But I do. I used to use it, I want to go to church, but I don't. I want to read, but I don't. But God showed me, why do you do it? Why do you use it that way? Could go either way. Use it. How are you going to use it? Well, I don't want to read today. I'm going to go ahead and read. Because what's causing that? Your love seed is growing. Because when you do these things, when you begin to love people and you begin to grow, what's happening is faith is growing in you. Faith is working. When you keep watering that seed of love, faith worketh by Love. So when you don't want to do those things, you do them anyways. Look, I love my wife. We've been married how many? 34 wonderful, glorious years. And sometimes 
She wants me to go and do something. I think I'll just do it sometimes, right? But sometimes when you're tired, you don't feel like going out there and getting some stuff or the, uh, this last freeze. Hey, go over there because last time we, uh, we had a freeze and it busted the pipes and we didn't have no water. Hey, don't forget to go out there and put the heater on the pipes and do the line. I just got home from work. I'm tired. I'll go get it. No, go do it. It was because it was going to benefit me too, right, babe? But, you know, different things. And those of you that are dating, those of you that have just gotten married, sometimes you're tired. Sometimes, I remember when you're dating, you don't want to do it. You're tired. And she calls. Oh, hey. How you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. You're tired. You want to go. But you're just going to do it because you're wanting to be with that person. Same thing with wanting to be with God, wanting to be in his word. You're dating. You keep falling in love with him. Faith worketh by love. This kind of God kind of love, it operates in you. And as your love begins to grow, faith begins to grow with it. And that faith will cause you to do what God called you to do. It's faith because it's not us. We miss it. But if your love is being watered today, watered every day, your love is growing, faith is working, and faith causes you to do the things that you should be doing for God. Amen? Last scripture, guys. John 3, 16 and 17. My favorite scripture. That's the first scripture I learned when I got saved. For God so loved the world. For God so loved Artie. He so loved you, Kyle. So loved you, Jane. He so loved you, Pastor. For God so loved the world. He, all of us, even before we were saved, God still loved us. God so loved the world that he gave. He's a giver, not a taker. Some of us just like to take. Start learning how to give. He said, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I like 17. We always read 16. But 17 just puts icing on the cake. Just puts it even better. He says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't come here to put you down. He didn't come here to talk about all your mess-ups and your, what you did and how many times you've messed up or how many divorces you have or how much drugs you've been taking. He didn't come here to put you down and condemn you. He says, I didn't send my son to condemn the world. You, you're the world. But that the world through him might be what? Saved. We're saved. I'm so excited. I'm going to heaven, but while I'm here, while I'm here, I want my love to grow. Hey, there's still some people that get and rub you, but God's putting them there to help you grow, to help you pray for them. I've learned that when they get there, just pray for them. Somebody in your life that's giving you the wrong stuff, pray for them. He'll tell you what to do. You may not like it, but he'll tell you what to do. Amen? Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're here today. God loves you. You're here today and your love walk, where you're at. Maybe he's spoken to you. Maybe you know him. Maybe you haven't surrendered everything to him. 
Give him, give him your heart. Doesn't matter. He knows you can lie to me, you can lie to anybody, but you can't lie to God. Or maybe he spoke to you today and says, he's challenging you, son, daughter. I've got, some, I've got something for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for it. I thank you for this place. I thank you for pastor. I thank you for the beat. Thank you that I'm part of this. And I give you all the praise, the honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Everybody said it. Amen. Amen. Pastor Andy, thank you. Take the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com give.